0: So one of the things I want to point out, share about, talk about, make an emphasis of, all that good stuff, one of the things to realize, not just only in walking this pathway, but really in life in general, is that we want to give things time. We want to give things time. That's an important thing to understand here. Could you grow your body any faster than what you did from when you were born until the body was full grown at 18 or whatever age it was? You can't speed it up, can you? You can't slow it down either. But we want to give things time so we don't try to rush things. Because in truth, if you understand that simple example I gave you of just the body itself, you understand that there is a maturation process even in this journey of the soul awakening and returning home to God. You can't rush it. And you can't hold it back either from happening. So that's the good news. Because isn't it often we try to push and make things happen? Well, not only because we're impatient and want it now, but also because isn't it that we're trying to get free of all the things of the past that are causing us disturbance? So we'll try to hurry up to get out of the pain. We'll try to hurry up because we're excited. We'll try to hurry up for whatever the reason. And a lot of the times we'll try to even slow things down because we feel like we're out of control when things maybe are moving too fast. But yet trying to even slow it down doesn't stop it either. So it really does kind of go both ways, no matter which direction you're really viewing it from. It's still a process that does take time. The nice thing is when we come into cooperation or alignment with things as they are in their own timing or as we like to often say in God's timing, that's where we really then begin to set ourselves free. Because whether we're pushing or pulling, it creates a state of resistance that really creates a state of separation in our consciousness, in our awareness with our divine union. You know that phrase? Be in the here, be in the now, here and now, living in the moment, living in the present. That's what all that's about. There's a reason for that. Because to truly awaken and be in alignment, to find that balance and harmony and peace and joy that we're looking for, we have to know the way by which we can come to that place that is often called our center or the seat of our soul or whatever other name you want to use. You can approach it however you want, but it doesn't change the way it is. That's the key here to remember. No matter what you do, it does not change things the way they are. You can have all your thoughts about it. You can have all kinds of feelings about things. You can have all kinds of fantasies. But it doesn't change how things really are. And that is true also for your soul's journey and its journey back home to God. It's much easier to come into acceptance of how things are going, to come into acceptance of your soul's awakening, to just accept the timing, to accept the circumstances, to accept yourself with everything you're doing with your journey, with everything you're doing with your circumstances, with all the details of your life, however that looks or feels or sounds, no matter what your opinions or thoughts or feelings, or anybody else's for that matter, especially anybody else's, but really, most importantly, your own. Because it's your own thoughts and feelings that either are going to support you or hold you back. Not anybody else's. Yeah, we can say it is other people that hold us back, but is it really or is it just our reactions to what other people are doing that holds us back? It always comes back to ourselves and what we're doing that makes the difference. And that's why this journey really is one of self observation, self-service, self-love. And if you understand that, you'll realize that's the greatest action of love you can do, is for yourself. The wonderful thing is, you are the doorway into spirit. So it has to be about yourself. But it's the spiritual, the soul self, that we speak of here, not the ego-personal self. That's where we get caught up. That's the part that is trying to control and manipulate things the way it wants things to be. And that's where we have our struggle and challenge. There is no battle of the spirit and the flesh. It is only the battle in the mind and the emotions with the flesh that is a battle. We're attempting to move ourselves into the spiritual self, the soul self, the God self. And in that, all there is is loving and acceptance and joy and peace. There's all those qualities that we use to describe the many ways we can experience that flow of spirit of God. If you haven't read the Island books in a while, take a look. Just in the Knowing of God book, Jim lays out 16 aspects of God. Just if you focus on those qualities, you're going to live a pretty fulfilled life. And the cool thing is, when you really focus on the spiritual, that when you really do that, not trying to manipulate the spiritual to get what you want in the physical, but to focus on and in to the spiritual, then our physical lives will begin to come into alignment as a reflection of, an outer expression of our inner focus and living of that divine spirit. That's when life works out. Until then, we're just in the process of waking up or discovering or turning our attention from the physical into the spiritual. And it's in that turning process that we'll begin to witness the change in our lives, both internally And there is, to some degree, an external reflection. It's not external, really, at all. But, you see, as we change inside, spiritually, well, then the things we say or do in the world will change. And so there will be an external reflection or expression of that spiritual transformation within ourselves. But don't look to the world to try to change. Don't try to change the world. Don't even try to change yourself. Because when you're trying to change yourself, it's usually out of againstness and judgment and fear. You're judging yourself, making yourself wrong. You're afraid of making a mess of your life. Well, you already have. But maybe that's the way life is. Maybe that's the way life is. So why not, as I started in the beginning... Why not accept it the way it is and allow it the time in which it all unfolds? We want to give it time. That's what this whole realm is about is time and space. So give it the time and the space. Give it what it wants. What is that phrase? When in Rome, give to Caesar... That's what I'm referring to. Give to the world what the world wants. Stop struggling and resisting and fighting the world. That's just your ego trying to control and get what it wants out of the world. But if you give up, wanting to get anything out of the world is where now you'll finally turn in and get everything that you really, truly Desire. And that is always just the soul's desire to be in oneness and union with God. So many times when Jim and I share about this, people always say, well, what about the physical? I've got responsibilities, you know. I'm here in the world. I need to handle the world. Yes. Have you ever heard us say that that's not so, that you need to or don't? Handle that? We never do. All we say is God first, God only. And when you live that, you will then handle everything in your life because God is in everything. Everything is from God. God created it all, including us. So if you handle God directly, and that's all we're saying, is to give your focus and attention on God And in that, just know then everything you handle and your physical responsibilities are a reflection of your relationship with God that you hold within yourself. All this inner and outer creates too much confusion. And that's why we talk about it, though, because we want to acknowledge the confusion of the appearance of separation in hopes that you can recognize that and let it go. In truth, there is only the inner. Even what we see out here, it is all inside. Inside of you is everything. And in that is the oneness with everything, including the outer. But if it's all inside, then how can there be an outer? That's the game of time and space. That's the game. Start approaching it as a game. Whether you were a kid or maybe even now as an adult, did you have fun playing games? are not they fun? Well, this is a game too. Start having fun with this game. It's a game of discovery. It's discovering how time and space works. But really, more than that, it's discovering who you really are in all of it. But that's not even true. It's not even discovering who you are in all of it. It's discovering who you are, period. Because when you wake up and know the truth of who you are, you will know yourself in all of it because you will know yourself in God as one with God. And that means in and one with all things that God is. Then there's no outer separation. There's no physical this and that. There's just God. And in God, there's always movement, expression. And in truth, that's what's happening. God's moving us along. That's why I give the example of just our own bodies. From the day we were born and that body grew itself. You didn't do anything to grow it. Did you have any willfulness to grow your body? Did you have any willfulness to stop your body from growing? Well, there's a big one right there. Willfulness? You really think you have a will? Really? Go ahead then. Did you change your body in its growth? Look at the facts. Look at how things really are. And when you acknowledge how things are and come into acceptance and just surrender to how things are is where you will set yourself free because it is you who has pulled to yourself all the attachments that blind you from your awareness of your oneness with God. Just as you always hear Jim share, one day you'll wake up and realize you never left the heart of God. So that means you're already one with God. You just don't know it. You've forgotten. And it is those attachments, which are belief systems, emotions, fantasies, physical experiences, those are all the attachments that create a wedge of separation in our awareness, our awareness of our oneness with God. That's all that's been separated is our awareness, not us, not who we are as a soul has not been separated from God. It is just the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body that have created the experience of separation that we've just simply lost sight because our sight is focused into these other levels of consciousness. Not because of these other levels of consciousness, Because we have focused our sight into, we have made the choice to focus into the mind, emotions, imagination, and body. There's freedom of choice. So we have the freedom to choose now, as well to focus back into the divine. That freedom of choice is there for everybody, at any time, in any moment, any place. That's why we take the time even to meditate in the beginning of the classes. That's why I even ask coming out of meditation to keep that focus even when you open your eyes so that you don't lose sight anymore, that you don't allow yourself to fall asleep to spirit, but rather to wake up to spirit as you're walking through all these other levels of consciousness. And that's what we're we're doing anyway. That's what's going on for those of you that are really making that choice to look, to live a movement of loving. The nice thing is that's all you need to do is focus into the loving. And as you do, you'll begin to awaken. It happens just by itself. Just like I said, the body growing up. The soul of you will not grow up, but wake up. The soul doesn't grow. We just wake up to the soul. And that's what we call spiritual growth and development. It's simply our own awakening to the spirit of who we are. That's where the growth is. It's really just the awakening of our consciousness here. But we call it soul awakening, God realization. We put all these names and terms on it but it can be good to understand how the process works as well. I have fought a lot. I have struggled a lot on this journey. The only time I've ever made progress is when I give up. (laughs) It seems contradictory. That's what makes it so hard a lot of the time. We seem we have to work so much. We've got to work for it to wake up. It takes so much work. And now all of a sudden, we get all the progress when we finally give up doing all the work. That's part of the game. But if you understand the game as I'm sharing it today, it's not about working the process. It's about simply where we're focusing, where we're looking. The only work is really waking up to the Spirit to look into spirit, to allow that to live in us and through us. That's not work. That's really the easiest thing we can do. It seems like work when we talk about loving our processes, accepting everything, forgiving all these things where we've been wronged. That seems like work because the mind and emotions, imagination, body are ever struggling to keep the soul caught up Because the soul being caught up means those things are given life. Because the soul is what gives life. It is life itself. And as soon as we take that life we've put in our mind, emotions, imagination, and body and focus it into God now instead, then those things that we were feeding that life essence into now are going to die. Literally, we have thoughts and emotions and fantasies, and eventually the body itself dies and no longer expresses life because we have removed the life out of the thoughts, the feelings, imagination, and body. And I say it that way over and over because just like we can see the body being born and the body dying is exactly the same process that all of our belief systems go through, that our emotions go through, that our fantasies, our imagination, the things we visualize, we give birth to, and those things begin to grow up. And then they have their age and their experience and then the wisdom of that is gleaned and then it dies off. We've had the experience out of each of those thoughts, out of each of those emotions, out of each of those physical bodies, We've had the experience from each of those. And that's what we're doing is just gaining experience. So if you understand that, why not allow and accept the experience rather than fight and struggle with it? Why not just accept the experience of the body no matter what happens with the body? Why not just accept the experience of our fantasies and the imagination? rather than judging them and making them wrong. Ooh, I fantasize about the perfect sexual partner. Ooh, I fantasize about the perfect job. Ooh, I fantasize about the huge amount of money. Ooh, I fantasize all these fantasies we give birth to just by focusing into them, feeding them. But then when we stop doing that, they die off. But once we've fed them long enough, they'll struggle for life, just like the body does. It struggles to breathe. Because air to the body is what the spirit is to our thoughts and feelings. It's the life giver. So you stop giving life, it dies off. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's not only true of the body, but is this the same? for our imagination, our emotions, and our thoughts. This physical reflection, you've heard us say, as above, so below. It's a reflection. That which is on another level is reflected into this level. Our physical lives, are reflection of what we're doing in our imagination, what we're doing in our emotions, what we're doing in our thoughts, and what we're doing to some degree in our spirit. What are you giving expression to? Are you giving expression to the loving that you are? Or are you giving expression to your thoughts and feelings, your actions and reactions? All you have to do is look what you think about, what you feel about, what you fantasize about, what physical action to do. All you've got to do is look at what you're doing, and that'll demonstrate to you where your focus is. But if you understand what I'm saying too in the truest sense spiritually, then it's not about, well, this is the right thing to do and that's the wrong thing to do. Oh, that's not a spiritual action. That's just another belief system trying to control and manipulate. If you're living the spirit of who you are, it will always be a reflection of those aspects of God, which is loving, accepting, forgiving, compassion, and a whole lot of other things. And so a lot of the times in this journey, even as we begin to look at what we're doing and thinking and feeling like I'm sharing now, usually our first response is, we'll judge the things we're doing and thinking and feeling, thinking we're not being spiritual. Well, hell, that makes it even worse. It's already bad enough with the pain we created, and then we just make it worse. That's part of the challenge here. To really get our freedom, we have to look. But then the other part of getting our freedom is when we do look, is not to go into reaction and judge ourselves and make it wrong, but rather to look and to go into acceptance and loving with ourselves and what we're doing. That's what makes the difference. Not what we're doing, but what we do in our consciousness with what we're doing. So if you go into judgment and fear and wrongness, you know it goes with that. And when you go into loving and acceptance and forgiveness, you know it goes with that. It's just a choice, then. But the human automatic response is usually reaction. Usually, you know, maybe maybe only 100% of the time, you know, not all the time, just 100% of the time. That's usually the man response. The hue response. Oh, you thought I was going to say woman response, right? No. The hue response, the human, the hue, such as that name we chant in meditation, is the spiritual, which is always a response or an expression of loving. Always. So if you go into reaction, just know, okay, it's the mind, the, mind, the ego prating around, trying to control but if you understand why it does that, it just wants your love because your love gives it life. Well, if you understand that, once you go, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> right? Just when a little kid throws a tantrum, you think they're adorable. Well, that's what your mind and emotions are doing all the time. So, in other words, instead of judging it and making it wrong, just start to love and accept all that goes on inside of you. And everything you do. And as you love all those different parts, well, eventually that loving is going to come right into yourself. Because that's where we eventually want to go, where we truly just love ourselves or love our soul. Not just love all these different expressions we have, but rather love ourselves. But usually it's like a stepping stone or a step ladder. Step at a time. We usually start off loving all of our judgments, fears, reactions. And as we keep going through that, eventually we get tired of it and give it up. And we're all that's left, so now we have to love ourselves. That's usually the process. That's why I say we want to give things time because these things take time. But if you could just skip to just loving yourself and not dealing with all the rest, or you're going to have to deal with it. But the easy way to deal with it is just by loving yourself. So that is the fast track. It's funny to even say you can progress spiritually quicker if you know how to do it, if you know how to play it. But that's even a joke too because in spirit there is no time. There really isn't. And that's why it's such a game. So if you understand about giving things time, things will actually move more quickly. When you try to move things quickly or hold them back, it takes more time. There's a lot of words for just saying, all you have to really do is love yourself, love God. Same thing. The true you is God in expression. So love yourself, love God. It's all the same movement of loving. And that's really the way by which we do the LAF. The loving, acceptance, forgiveness we share about wasn't about loving, accepting, forgiving all your problems and your judgments and fears. It's about loving and accepting and forgiving yourself for creating all that, for buying into all that, for choosing all that. It's loving, accepting, forgiving yourself. And that's what will grow you up spiritually. Spiritually. But I thought you just said you don't actually grow spiritually. That's right, I did. There is no spiritual growth. There's only consciousness growth. It's really all it is is an expansion of our awareness to realize and awaken to the spirit that is already present. So I hope you hear a lot of the way I'm playing with the words today because it's something... We've played around with and talked about for years, not only here, but everywhere else you go, any kind of spiritual group of any kind. But I try to use words here in a way to help bring understanding, not as a way of this is the way it is. If you use words that way, then your words are going to become your enemy. So just make your enemy your friend. That's how it always is. Just make it your friend, no matter what it is. It always comes back to yourself, though. See, I'm already coming back around to the self. Instead of taking half an hour to talk about it, it only took half a minute. That's how it is. Once you really understand it and get in that flow, it gets quicker and quicker and quicker. Haven't you, if you've already been walking this journey for a while, when you began, when it often take you days and weeks or months to move through some internal process, and the longer you've been doing this, have you found that you can get through stuff within days, and then all of a sudden you get through it within hours? And then all of a sudden you get through it within minutes and all of a sudden you don't do it anymore. You just watch it go by. Do you know what I'm talking about? I see a few smiles and nods, but everybody else is. (laughs) I'm doing what you said. I'm meditating with my eyes open. (laughs) That's why I like these sharings because it really is an open-eyed meditation. It's pretty nice. That's why I come to the classes. I don't care if I'm here or there looking in, looking out. It's all the same flow to me. So what am I really saying? I just love you all.